Hey, welcome back. I'm Kim Munson. Let's have a conversation with Susan Kochevar. She is the uh, owner of 88 Drive-In Theater. She's an entrepreneur and a very important piece at Americhicks.com, winning the race for a second term. And uh, you're, you're actually pretty pleased with some of the things that President Trump is doing, but he wasn't your guy to begin with. Wasn't my guy, but, you know, when he started talking about cutting regulations, I thought, well, we'll see what happens. You know, usually presidents say that, and it winds up being picking winners and losers, giving favors to people who, you know, contribute to their campaign. Or it also winds up being knee-jerk reaction to whatever's going on in the media, and um, they just want to look like they're being effective. And I would say uh, that we have seen that in the Trump administration a little bit with the issue with bump stocks and going and, you know, pushing Mm -hmm. to, to ban bump stocks that was never really the problem with these shootings at all. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's pretty tough to agree with somebody 100%. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, I do agree. And I'm very concerned about this family leave thing as well. Yes. I, I don't like government. That is not the proper role of government. No, it's going to destroy businesses uh, already. You, know, you When you run a business, you have to have your people there. And if you have to hire a whole extra set of people because some people are going to be out on leave and you you have no control, you're paying them also. It's like a double payroll and that won't work that it just won't work. So what will happen, you know, probably the big guys, you know, can figure it out. But man, for a little, a little company can't do it, put them out of business Mm -hmm. or. Or what you will see, and, and we've talked a lot about the uh, forced minimum wage, which, you know, that whole conversation is occurring here in Denver and Colorado. Yes. Uh, what you'll see then is people won't hire people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they will work towards automation mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll see people lose their jobs because of, of a policy that they say is actually, quote unquote, they're trying to say help people, but government, when they get involved and they use force, there's a lots of unintended consequences. Yeah, it always makes all kinds of really weird problems, and um, a lot of people wind up getting hurt. I always say to people, and I mentioned this in the article, that uh, when I talk to really good people who work really hard, you'll still hear them say, oh, we need the regulations, you know, uh, things will be out of control. So I like to, to describe it like this. People feel like all the regulations, and I think there's something like 182,000 pages of just federal regulations. Those regulations um, are the fences, they think. They, they see that that keeps everything safe and, you know, kind of kind of baby-proof or, or sort of idiot-proof uh, your life. And uh, so there's all these regulations, and they're the fences, and it kind of makes them feel a little bit safer because that guy can't next door can't go do whatever that I don't either don't like or could harm me. What they miss is those regulations are actually what imprisons people. It keeps them from growing, from you know um, those regulations are expensive. They can't hire more people. They can't be creative because you have to fit everything in this little box, and they actually make you unsafe. We've seen that time and time again. And uh, so the the regulations are the fences, and we need to tear them down. So, you know, this is what we see again with the uh, radical activists, socialists, that are working to take over the country is they believe that the pie is a a finite pie. Mm -hmm. And so what you're telling me is with these guardrails, if you will, Mm -hmm. 
You know, that is fencing in a pie. And the, the American idea is that actually with human creativity and innovation and industriousness and hard work, that the pie can get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. Um, but what you're saying, I think, is is that these guardrails are actually, you said it, it's a prison that will not let it. Ultimately, it will not let the pie grow bigger. That's what happened in Venezuela. Venezuela yeah. was a very prosperous country. And then they come in with this socialism and uh, and pick winners and losers. That's yeah. the other thing, the, this picking winners and losers. And they, uh, I mean, there's something really wrong about that, Susan. Socialism gets to one of the worst human emotions, which is envy. And you're working hard, and, and you look over, and someone has something else, and you don't see their whole life. You don't see what they've done to get whatever, but people get envious. And that's what, one of the things that socialism targets, and uh, it, it feeds it. And that's, um, that makes all those regulations worse because oh, you know, it's like change playing a game with a, with a kid who doesn't like you to win, might want their friend to win, and they keep changing the rules. No, well, it's got to be this way now so the other guy can't win. It's really, really depressing and and that that is okay envy is the the emotion or, uh, or what whatever of socialism but you take the same situation in the american idea and that is you look over at the guy that is very successful and you're like if he can do it i can do it or i can do it better or i, I can do it better compete you know if you look at something like the fda where there's Tons and tons of regulations. Uh, people couldn't. People lost the right to even try drugs that might save their life. They have some sort of life-ending uh, disease, and that's one of the things that Trump pushed for and signed a bill to let people try drugs. Right to try. Right to try. Somebody said something up here at U.S. Constitution Week. I can't remember. Who, I think it was Kevin Sorbo. He said that people say that we need government. Because people aren't smart enough to be able how, to figure it out how to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but what is government made of? People. People. Exactly. But people that can use force. Yes. And control. And um, I thought that was really an excellent an- analysis. Yeah, it, it really is. Okay. Let's, uh, hey, Steve, could we go to break early so that we don't break this up? And let's jump into this piece that Susan has done. Uh, Zach uh, has a great picture here. Yes. It's a person with chains around their uh, their uh, wrists. And uh, you said that uh, basically Trump, in reducing these rules and regulations, is cutting those chains. Cutting the chains. Okay, so we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Susan Kochevar is in studio. We're having a conversation about winning the race for a second term. Hey, welcome back. I am Kim Munson and having a conversation with Susan Kochevar, who is in studio. Uh, Susan is an entrepreneur. She is the owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. How long have you guys been in business? 42 years. We're just finishing our 42nd season. That is so awesome. Mm. And I got to go out just recently. We had a blast out there. It was great fun. And uh, so anyway, it's great to have you here, though. You are a voice for small business. And this piece that you have, uh, it's at americhicks.com, and uh, you said winning the race for a second term. Uh, So let's break this down. You said when Trump took office, one of the things he promised was to reduce regulation. He promised to cut two regulations for every new one that was created. And he was quoted in the New York Times article 
in 2018, telling the annual uh, CPAC com- at the CPAC conference, it is my opinion that the regulations had as big an impact as these massive tax cuts that we have given. So take us from there. Yeah, he's absolutely right about that. Uh, gosh, over all of the years, the regulations just keep piling on. And in fact, a whole industry has risen up around regulations and businesses hire other businesses just for compliance. Some uh, big businesses, banks and other big businesses will have a whole floor of people that just comply with all of the regulations. And this is particularly damaging to small businesses because we can't either afford to hire a compliance company or have our own floor of compliance people. And that the, the regulations are so convoluted and it's extremely expensive it's costing the american americans in general so much money uh because you have to you know these companies have to raise prices. their prices so you know and it's bureaucrats that are in charge of all these rules and regulations uh-huh. the other thing that's very frustrating when we talk about quote unquote even playing fields is you have all these regulations. I think you mentioned just the feds, over 180,000 pages. There's no way that anybody could comply with all that. No. Uh, So then you have bureaucrats and regulators that can decide that they're going to go into business A, and you have to make sure that you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. For inspections, yep. Right. But they might just walk past business B. Right. And so business A may have to pay a lot to comply yep. with these regulations. And, uh, I mean, it can put people out of business because little businesses work on really small margins. Yeah. And, well, and sometimes it's business B that calls the inspectors on business A, you know, to cut the competition. This creates a really nasty, uh, oh, gosh, setup for um, destroying other businesses, destroying your competition, and really hurting consumers. It's really bad. And consumers ultimately should, I, I think, have the choice. Like, you know, you have uh, people that do hair. They have to be licensed. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me whether or not they're licensed. Uh, the people that I go to that do my hair, I uh, got referrals. Yeah. I went to them once. I liked the work that they did, so I went back. It doesn't matter to me that they have to have a license. And I think the licensing fee is, you know, it's, it's you know, maybe nominal for that. However, across the spectrum, yep. uh, it, it raises a lot of money for the state of Colorado. Well, sure, these people have to go through um, a, a very expensive class before they can get the, the license. It, it, and it's unnecessary. In fact, I think it makes people less safe. Uh, you know, you see your doctor has a license. Do you ever actually check to see how many patients he has or talk to somebody else or see where he went to school, um, you know, those things determine how good they are. And so I think this uh, narrative of the elitist and of the the far-left radicals that, and I really do think that they look at everyday people and say, you know, they're not smart enough. They do. They're not smart enough to be able how to, to, how to figure out their retirement. So we're going to have Social Security, of course, they... Uh, have raided the Social Security trust fund. Um, but but they say people just aren't smart enough to take care of themselves, and so that's why we, government, have to step in and do that. But in essence, when government gets involved, supply goes down, prices go up. So it's historical 
that Trump actually has kept this promise mm-hmm. and for every new regulation two have to come off the books. And if you Google it, you'll find a whole bunch of uh, articles trying to debunk it. And I came across the New York Times, which uh, was trying to say that, uh, oh, no, he hasn't you know, reduced these regulations and it's not saving money. But um, I can tell you that that he has as a small business owner. One of the things that we discussed when I was here last time was the fact that he signed uh, legislation <clears throat> that actually makes the IRS follow due process in something called structuring. Uh, structuring came out of a 19, I think, 72 law where if you deposit cash under $10,000 regularly, which is most small businesses, you know, hairdressers, small grocery stores, convenience stores, theaters, anywhere that uses cash, if you deposit less than $10,000 regularly, the bank has to report a certain number of people who they think might have been uh, depositing money suspiciously, so laundering money. So right there, and Steve has always challenged me. He said, we need to make sure that we are are bringing forward when people see the word force. And so what you're saying here is that there is some regulation that is forcing the bank to report on just a a supposition, no due process or anything. Nope. And so then what happens is the IRS was just seizing people's accounts. There's no uh, investigation, nothing. They were just seizing the money, and, the, and the, the business owner was trying to fight to get their money back. And, you know, you, it's impossible to hire an attorney to fight them. So, they, you know, you lose your business. You can't pay your employees. You can't pay your suppliers. You, you go out of business. And some, uh, I think it was the Institute for Justice, stepped in and sued. And the cases, couple cases, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they won. But now they have legislation that the president signed that stopped that. They have to, um, you know, if, there, if there's an accusation, they have to investigate, and they can't just seize your assets. So due process, once again, and due process is in the Constitution. And the founders put it in there because it is tyrannical for government mm-hmm. to come in and forcibly be able to take your stuff yep. without due process. That's why these red flag laws yes. are so dangerous it's because they do not have due process. It says government can come in and you don't even know you've been accused of something. You may be off at work. They can come in and go through your house and take your stuff. Take your stuff. This isn't that different. No. And uh, so Same this thing. this is why that needs to be protected. So Trump uh, did that. You mentioned uh, in the previous segment the right to try yeah and let's let's unpack that just a little bit more okay let's say that you have been diagnosed with a uh, um, life-threatening illness and in fact you know the doctor says you only have you know x amount of time to live and there is a drug out there that perhaps could do something to prolong your life maybe even cure whatever that ailment is Mm -hmm. but has not gone through the fda trial it's massively expensive and takes mm-hmm. years and years and years. And so the elitists say the FDA is there to protect people, but in essence, you may die before that drug mm-hmm. actually might be approved. And then when it's approved, they're like, oh, this works just great. Yeah, because the drug might hurt you. You know, um, you can see this in things, uh, well, with what happened with AIDS, in fact. Uh, the FDA was withholding treatments that they knew were effective, and people were going to Mexico to get the treatment because the American doctor was down there, and he could test uh, the mm-hmm. products. So um, there, there was a fellow who testified in front of Congress about what the FDA had done. So that's just one example, one disease. What else did they right. prevent from coming forward? And so what Trump, what he did, he said, 
you can talk with your doctor mm-hmm. and you too can make the decision yeah. instead of government saying, no, you can't have it. You can look at the effects because there might be some some effects that might not be that great. But if the alternative is death, maybe you might want to try it, right? How many drugs uh, that would help dementia are being uh, prevented from coming forward? So so let people sit down and talk yeah. with their doctor and take a look at those things. Uh, we're going to be out of time here soon. This goes so fast when you're Way here, too fast. Susan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love one of the things. This is, this is beautiful writing. You said, as Trump quietly cuts the tentacles of tyranny, his support rises. Mm-hmm. Because all the regulations uh, are divided out into all the different industries. So you, there's no one giant pushback on all the regulation because each industry is separate. You can't get enough awareness of whatever regulation is impacting your uh, industry horribly. So um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so anyway, you can't get a giant pushback on that. So when he starts to cut all these regulations in all these different industries, uh, people feel that and that quietly develops the support for him. And so it's an interesting way of, I think, winning the election. You know, one other thing you mentioned, and uh, Dr. Cranowitter had had said this as well, that we have moved from a free society to a compliant society. Mm, Yes. You know, and we, I think, we like to try to play by the rules, and so we try to be compliant. But then there's this fear that's always in the back of you. I better not take that, that risk because I might... Not be, I might not be in compliance. I might trigger an inspection. Yeah. I might, the IRS might flag me. Yeah. And it's terrible. And so we've moved away from freedom to compliance. And of course, all these bureaucrats, they get paid yeah. uh, for that. And so it is absolutely amazing. So let's go through uh, here in the op ed at americhicks.com. You've gone through just some of the regulations that have been eased or eliminated. Uh, why don't you highlight some of those, Susan Kochevar? So one of the things that you all have been talking about here were the EPA regulations that were relaxed on car manufacturers. Uh, So that will bring the cost of cars down so people can afford them, transportation's freedom. So how many many car manufacturers and, um, you know, retailers are thinking, hmm, you know that guy Trump, Mm -hmm. that helps my business. Okay, another one. Uh, let's see. We talked about the right to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another tiny area is off the coast of New England. Uh, Trump relaxed the regulations on commercial fishing for sea scallop harvesting and uh, also increased the flexibility for sustainable catches of bluefin tuna and shark fin. Uh, so, you know, the, it, it helps the fishermen. It's, it's a small segment. Uh, applications for... Uh, small-scale exports of natural natural gas, liquefied gas, um, have been uh, th- Re- those relaxed. have been streamlined, so those folks can you know get their stuff to market faster. So that's another small industry that's also been freed up slightly. And then I love this uh, this last one that you have on there. You said that for economic growth, there's regulatory relief and, and consumer protection act eased, and that consumer protection. You know, that sounds good, but actually what it is used is, again, force and control in that. And he's eased burdens of uh, these very harmful banking regulations, which has prevented community banks from being able to make loans to small businesses. A lot of small banks went completely out of business. They did. And Jay Davidson uh, with First American State Bank has has 
mentioned about that. And the community banks have been the lifeblood of small business. So, Susan Kochevar, final thought. We're out of time. Love having you here. Love what you do at 88 Drive-In Theater. It's just uh, great to have you as a partner. Thank you. Enjoy coming in in the morning. Well, yeah, it is early, isn't it? And it you're is. normally up late, but it is great to have you here.